Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's the Steelers Blitz on a Monday. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes as the end of the offseason is drawing near and we get closer and closer to training camp and the kind of unofficial official start to the 2022 season out there in Latrobe. Of course, Wednesday, July 26th is the day that the team reports. Thursday, July 27th, will be the first day of open practice. They'll have a handful of non-padded practices uh, before going live action, full tilt. Uh, I believe the first day in August is when they are in full pads. So with all that in mind, you know, Motsi and I, we've got a few more days here, a few more shows to do some of our list topics, right? Some of our uh, opinion-based stuff that we like to do during the offseason. And one thing. When you share the microphone, when you share a show with Arthur Motes, that you've got to do a list for every year. I think when you're a Steelers person as well, too, and you've got the reigning defensive player of the year at this position. We wanted to make sure. I don't know if we're going to have time over these next coming weeks to do every position top 10 list this, this year like we have done at times in the past. We certainly wanted to do edge rushers uh, with Motsi's acumen and with uh, what we have here in Pittsburgh at that position now and just the history of great linebackers and edge rushers here in Pittsburgh. So before Motsi and I get into our lists, Motsi, if it's all right with you, I was just going to run through Jeremy Fowler's list here first. Yeah, let's do it. Shout out and to that Jeremy is, Fowler too, man. You know the OG Pittsburgh connection in the building. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, he lived in Wexford for a long time. All right, yeah, man. Um. A reminder, Jeremy does this every offseason. He surveys 50, here's exactly what he says, 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players to help us come up with the top 10 players at 11 different positions. So these are not schmucks like me, who you know, PFF guys voting on this. Uh, these are people who are in the NFL at all different levels, from players to executives to coaches. Here is their list. I'll start at number 10 and count you down. Number 10 is Cam Jordan of the Saints. Number 9, Khalil Mack, now with the Chargers. Number 8 is Brian Burns of the Panthers. 
Number seven, Chandler Jones, now with the Raiders. Number six, Vaughn Miller, now with the Bills. There's been a lot of movement on this list this offseason. Mm-hmm. Number five, Max Crosby, also with the Raiders. Joey Bosa, number four with the Chargers. His older brother, Nick, gets the bragging rights. He's number, or sorry, younger brother, Nick, gets the bragging rights. Nick is number three. Of course, he plays for the Niners. Number two on the list, Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. And number one on ESPN's list and in all of our hearts, it's Trent Jordan Watt. Last year, he was number two, and Miles Garrett was number one. They flip-flop this year. It's about dang time, if you ask me. But we will get into that here as we go along. Mozi, you want to do this like we normally do? You want to go like three at a time, each back and forth, and then we'll, we'll Man, work that's our way perfect, up to baby. one? Yeah, so, that works for me. Start start with me. Give me uh, for you number 10, number 9, and number 8 on your edge rusher list as we enter the 2022 season. Oh, yeah. So for me, man, um, at number 10, I come in with Khalil Mack. I um, think that, you know, before he got hurt last season, he was showing that he could still get the job done, not just as a pass rusher, but as an overall edge defender. Man, we know he could play the run. He's a complete player. He's a menace when he's healthy, when he's out there. A defensive player of the year type of caliber player each and every season. So that's why I have him at number 10. At number nine, I have Cameron Jordan here, man. Um, He's that weird rusher for me where I don't love his game, but he is ultra productive. I don't really enjoy, you know, (laughs) a lot about how, you know, he markets himself in contrast to like a a Cam Hayward. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Trying to figure out how to to say this the nicest way, right? But it's just, you know, but at the end of the day, he gets the job done. He's a double-digit sack guy annually. He's a perennial all-pro, pro pro bowler caliber player. So that's why I have him at number nine. Um, At number eight, got my new Buffalo Bill, baby, Von Miller. I mean, it's crazy, right? Watching Von last year, I thought that he had taken a step back based on what I had seen from him in previous years and obviously coming back from the injuries and stuff. But you look up and this guy still finds a way to get double-digit sacks. He still finds a way to go on a magnificent playoff run and ultimately be a, cre- a key contributor to that Rams defense that ultimately won the Super Bowl. So with that being the case, it was like, man, I have to include Vaughn. I mean, we know his legacy. We know his name. If we're talking all the time, he's a lot higher. But just based on the combination of what he's done in the past, what he did last season, and also what I'm projecting for him going forward, I just think that, you know, at number eight, that felt a little bit right for me. I like it. So you go uh, Mac, Cam Jordan, Jordan, Vaughn Miller. And then uh, Vaughn Miller, yep. That's your 10-9-8. I dig it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, number 10 for me is Trey Hendrickson. Um, oh yeah, he nice. I went, nice too. I went back and he I went nice, back and nice. I went back and forth between him and Cam Jordan for that for that number ten spot. So Cam Jordan would be my my number eleven, my you know my honorable mention there. Um, Trey Hendrickson, twenty seven and a half sacks over the last two seasons. I mean those are those are legitimate numbers. Uh, he's had the impact in big games and in big moments. He got rewarded with the contract. Uh, to me, Trey Hendrickson, number 10, giving him the slight edge just off the, the numbers the last two seasons. I forget off the top of my head, but the like the QB hits and the QB pressures are insane, too. I think like 60 over the last two years, something like that. Trey Hendrickson, number 10 for me. Uh, number 9 is Khalil Mack for all the reasons that you mentioned. I think a lot of people in this new T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett and Bosa's and Crosby world 
I think a lot of people have forgotten about Khalil Mack. But, man, he, he only played seven games last year. He had six sacks in those seven games. I mean, still still productive. He's got to stay healthy. And I'm with you. I mean, every year of his career that he has been healthy, he has been a – he's either one defensive player of the year or he's been a legitimate candidate. Um, I still got to have that guy on my list somewhere. He's number nine for me is Khalil Mack. And then number eight, I got Brian Burns of the Carolina Panthers. Back-to-back nine-sack seasons – building towards, uh, I think, what is going to be a, a double-digit big year for him. Carolina's got a lot of issues, but that defense has been pretty steady over the last two years, and I think they could get even better. I like Brian Burns. Like I said, I still think he has a, another step, you know, another half-step to his game that he can get to. He's consistent. He gets after the quarterback. He's number eight for me. So 10, Trey Hendrickson, 9, Khalil Mack, 8, Brian Burns. Arthur Motes, what say you? So for me, man, at number seven, this is probably the most controversial or the the player for me, one that came to my list, that I was kind of like back and forth with because I think that he's extremely talented, but he's still very young. And it was a down year in contrast to what he did last season. I'm referring to Chase Young. Um, I think that he is elitely talented. I think that he is a productive player when he is a consistent player, you know, and I thought uh, his first year, he was very consistent at times. I thought that that was why his play looked the way that it did. Whereas last year, it wasn't always where it needed to be. And it was for multiple reasons, but to me, he's like my new version of Jadavion Clowney, but without Hmm. the negative in Hmm. terms of when Clowney first came into the league, the excitement around him in Houston, seeing how he was able to do certain things that other guys couldn't do. Chase Young, to me, has some of those similar uh, similar qualities, and I think that he's going to be a more productive player. But right now, obviously putting him on this list at seven, and when you hear some of the guys that weren't included on this list, sure, that's sure. why for me he was that he was a one, tough one guy. He was a tough one for me, yeah. too. But that, that was the whole stance with Chase Young, but that's why I have him at seven. At number six, man, I got to go with a dude that I absolutely – I just love watching him play, Robert Quinn. Um, I was in Chicago last year, 18 and a half sacks, but this is a dude, man, regardless of where he's been in St. Louis when it was with the Rams, regardless of when he was in Dallas with the Cowboys. I mean, this dude has bounced around, but everywhere he goes, he is a double digit sack guy. And I'm not talking the 10 plus that's, that's small time double digit. I'm talking 13, <laughs> 15, 17 plus variety. That's what this guy is on an annual basis. And the only reason I don't have him higher because, I mean, when you talk about a guy having 18 and a half sacks and this is the edge rushers list and only T.J. Watt, who tied Michael Strahan's single-season sack record, only had more, you're asking, well, why is he at six? It's just I don't think that he's as dominant and as complete of a player as Hmm. the five guys that I'm going to have in front of him. I think that when you're talking about pure pass rusher, oh, yeah, give me him. Robert Quinn, man, if I had an eight, just win a rush right now, Robert Quinn is one of those guys that I'm going to be considering going to because he is that consistent. Sure. Regardless of scheme, regardless of right side, left side, in the dome, out the dome, cold weather, hot weather, he just balls. That's him. But ultimately, that's why I have him at number six, man, because I would like him a little bit better against the run. But we're not going to get to that part right there. We're going to focus on the 18 and a half, all right? <laughs> going to focus on those 18 and a half. Absolutely. Then for me, um, at number five, uh, this is why I went with Chandler Jones right here. I mean, anybody that's listened to me that's been a part of this show, they know that I'm big, big Chandler Jones fan. Yes, Obviously, yes. he was one of my teammates when I was in Arizona. But this is a dude that just – he is a prolific 
pass rusher. We all love T.J. Watt, and we gawk over his ability, and the numbers speak for themselves. But when I see how Chandler Jones is able to do this and how long he's been doing it, I mean, it's crazy when you look at what he's done in this league since he's been in this league. You're not finding another pass rusher that's more productive than him right now. That's just – I mean, it's the the, the part for him that sucks he was in Arizona for the majority of his career. So nobody really talked about him out there in the desert. Except for for you and I. Yeah, but this is one of the most gifted pass rushers in today's NFL that you will ever see. One of the most gifted pass rushers to ever play the game. And the productivity year in and year out, unless he was hurt. That's the only thing. And obviously we know that last year he was hurt, and then he came through a little bit of that again this season. But when he is healthy, man, this dude is one of the top premier edge rushers in this league, man. So that's why I have Chandler Jones at five. I like it. I like it. Number seven for me is Vaughn Miller. I mean, everything you talked about. It's Miller time. He's still one of the greats. You know, I think last season there was maybe some questions over his consistency, but he proved down the stretch and in the postseason that, you know, he might not bring it every single snap like he did when he was a young whippersnapper, but he can can still turn it on and dominate when he needs to. And to me, that is extremely valuable, particularly now for a team like Buffalo that, you know, that's what they're looking for, that just – that extra zest to get over the top, uh, and I think that's a really smart move by them. Vaughn Miller at number seven. Number six for me is Chandler Jones. I know he's getting a little bit older. I know he hasn't had the, you know, some of the big memorable moments on the big stage like like a lot of these guys have with his time in Arizona. But you mentioned it, man. He is he is the definition of consistency. He has been doing this at a high level for so long, so consistently. Um, I, I can't have him much lower than that. I know some people are predicting he's going to take a little bit of a step back this year. I don't know. Paired with Max Crosby, what they I could do say, on the, on the two serious? sides, he you might care. have a he, he might have a career, he might have a career year this year before taking a before taking a little because, bit of a step back. And honestly, Wes, when you think about that, that's the crazy part. He's been the guy that always gets the double team, always gets the right, chip, always gets right. the slot protection. You're not sliding away from Max Crosby. Well, not from Max Crosby. Last yeah, no chance. No chance. <laughs> what? It's not happening. So you single blocking Chandler Jones with who? That that pass <laughs> that pass rush that pass rush in Vegas is going to be lethal. Oh man. man! Oh man! It's going to be lethal. So I've got Vaughn seven, Chandler Jones six, number five. I've got Joey Bosa, the older of the Bosa brothers. I. You know, he's been another one, too. He's been a little inconsistent throughout his career. He's had times where he's lived up to the hype and the draft pick. Mm-hmm. He's had other times where some people have questioned, you know, is he just really good or is he truly elite? But I, I, I think you've start, started to see him find that level throughout his career. He is supremely talented. He's got the numbers to back it up. Um, and, he, you know, he's another guy. You know, he had Melvin Ingram in terms of a running mate there for a couple years, but he's done it lately with a lot of attention and a lot of eyeballs mm-hmm. and a lot of game planning around taking him out of, of, of you know, of the action, of the, of the play, of, of what opposing offenses are trying to do and, and limit his impact. And he's still been able to be one of the best in the National Football League at it. So for me, Joey Bosa, number five. So I went Vaughn Miller, seven, Chandler Jones, six, Joey Bosa, five. We're getting close, Mozi, into the top five. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you got? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, for me at number four, this is one of those players that, depending on how you classify him, he'll be on your list or he might not be on your list. But for me, I classify him as an outside right now. No different than when Khalil Mack was first oh, I think team I know all where pro you're going as here. a linebacker and defensive end. 
So for me at number four, I got Michael Parsons right here. I mean, this is a dude that when you talk about could he be an all-pro inside linebacker, obviously. But he just happened to be a dominant outside linebacker as well. And he only did it part-time, which was insane in terms of when they moved him out there during the season. But you look at the productivity, the amount of QB hits, the amount of sacks, tax for loss. I mean, this dude can play wherever. If you want him to solely be an inside guy, he can be that. If you want to be a solely outside guy, he can do that. But I loved how Dallas used him last year, yeah. allowing him that freedom to go inside and then switch and start playing outside predominantly. And the productivity was there. This dude, not only does he have a motor, but he's extremely gifted. And not only is he extremely gifted, but he actually understands how to rush, which is a difference. Some guys win with effort. Some guys win with skill. This is one of those guys that is skilled. The hand movement, setting up rushes, the burst. I mean, I love watching him play. So that's why I got Michael Parsons at four. At number three, I went with the only Bosa that matters right now, and that is Nick Bosa. <laughs> Okay, uh, y'all can give me all this Joey stuff. It's cool, but it's like, yo, it's more so because of your brother, right? Now, okay, um, to Nick's me, I, I like, yeah, Joey. Joey can ball without a doubt, but to me, I think that it's not the same. <laughs> it's not, and I think we get enamored with Joey because of. <laughs> so that's why I have Nick Bosa at number three on that's my fair. list. Yeah, because Nick to me. It's above reproach. You watch him, you know exactly what you're getting. You know he's in the talks of, like, how we were viewing TJ a couple of seasons ago. That's how San Fran fans view Nick. So, for me, when I watch Nick, I see that. I see the talent. I see the productive. I see the motor. I see the attention and how he still thrives in it. And that's why I have my number three, Dad. And then number two on my list. You want the drum roll now or you want the drum roll later? I mean, this dude's a freaking agent. This dude is one of the best pass rushers that we've seen in this game. And he's a super productive pass rusher as well, man. He's a guy that you either love or you either hate. It's a guy that people either have him as the number one guy and people are going to feel some type of way. They have him as the number two guy and people are going to feel some type of way. That's just the reality of it, man. But at the end of the day, I went with Miles Garrett here, man, because I'm a Steelers fan. And that's just the reality of it. I mean, if we're <laughs> talking – because in all seriousness, I mean, if we're saying – between Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt, if it's a 4-3 defense, you're going to go Miles Garrett. If it's a 3-4 defense, we're going T.J. Watt. I have more success in a 3-4, so I'm making a 3-4 defense, all right? There we go. There it's we that go. simple for me, man. But um, but Miles Garrett, man, regardless of what <laughs> people might feel about him personally, this dude is a heck of a player. Yeah. This dude, he's what Mario Williams was supposed to really develop into. Not just yes. looking That's the well, part, not well just said. having yeah. the gifts – but actually having motor, actually being a force, taking over games. And I still think that Miles can get better. That's the crazy part. Like, as talented as he is, as good as he's been, and as productive as he's been, I still think he can get a lot better. But at the end of the day, I'm rolling with my dog at number one. So that's why I had to leave Miles Garrett at two. I love it. I love it. So can I tell you, you know, you and I have these moments from time to time, time to time uh -oh. where it's like, you know, uh -oh. you could tell that, that we're similar and we have been doing this show together now. You know, this will be our fifth. So four years in the books, this will be our fifth yeah, season. Yeah. I, I swear to you at number four for me, I have, I would put Micah Parsons, but they classified oh, him as, but they classified him as a linebacker in this list. <laughs> 
I swear that to you, I have an asterisk that says Parsons, yes. but with a dash, yeah. and it says classified as linebacker for purpose yeah. of this list. I swear. So that's what where I would have had. That's where I would have had Michael Parsons. And I, you know what? I'm glad you did yeah. that because that's the good, you know, the balance here. Well, because but, when I think of Mike, I think that you put him on both lists. If Khalil, you, honestly, Khalil you Mack, could. When, when Khalil Mack was named first team AP All Pro as a linebacker and a defensive end, that was <laughs> that was that was groundbreaking. That was when we talk about setting a precedent. That yeah. was that. Yeah, it lets you know that no, you can classify guys to different positions. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't no, matter. A great point by first you. team at both. We hadn't really seen that prior to that. Now we have that. So yeah, Michael Parsons. If there's anybody in the league right now who should be given that same type of grace, that yeah. same type of leniency, cool. it's him. Absolutely. He's yeah. he's he's a freak. But I, I do love the balance there, how we both looked at that. You were like, you know what? They did it for Cleo Mack in the past. I'm doing it. And I was like, all right, well, I'll save Micah for linebacker since that's what they did. Um, mm. So since I left Micah off this list, which I'm regretting now as we talk through it. Um, Man, you are good, dude. Number four for me, I think this is maybe where we differ the most. I got Max Crosby at number four. Um, mm-hmm. I, was filthy last year, too. He Absolutely. was filthy last year. And and you hit on something, you know, when, when you were talking, um, was it maybe about Quinn or may- Nick Bosa, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, to me, Max Crosby, he's not the most talented skill guy. He, he's not. But he is just he's just absolutely relentless. And to me, the mm-hmm. reason I have him so high and have so much faith into him in him this year is for two reasons. One, he's only 24 years old, and I think he's just starting to scratch the surface and mm-hmm. figure it out. Two, he took off last year when they added Yannick Ngakwe. Took off. Mm-hmm. What's that look like with Chandler Jones now? You know, if you think if you think he was cooking with Yannick Ngakwe, wait till you get a load of Chandler Jones. <laughs> that's oh like God. that's like all right. He was he was winning races driving a Ford. Now we're giving him a Ferrari. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was about to say because uh, Chandler Jones, he's one of them dudes. It don't matter where you drop him off at, he's gonna get you sacked. Yes. That's what he does. Yes. If it's um, healthy, Chandler Jones, we're not worried. And so I think I am. I'm projecting a little bit. But I got Max Crosby at number four. You, you combine what we've seen from him so mm-hmm. far, how he's still so young, how he now has a dynamite running mate. I've got uh, I've got Max, you know, sports' second most important Crosby uh, at number four <laughs> on my list. Number three, Nick Bosa. Dog. I mean, one word comes to dog. mind, Arthur Motes. Dog. He got that dog in him. I, I, Boy, uh, dog. I put these – I, I put these numbers – down here because they're ridiculous. In the 2021-22 season, mm-hmm. Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa mm-hmm. was was doubled a third of the time. All right? Yep. He was doubled 30% of the time essentially, a third of the time. Still had 15 and a half st- sacks, still had a 25% pass rush w- win rate. Um mm-hmm. and he was he was the most doubled player in the National Football League according to to NFL advanced statistics last year and was still able to put up those crazy numbers on a defensive line that's mm-hmm. not as dominant it's not as dominant some people still think it's that that unit you know from no, 2019 no. that went to the they Super Bowl They changed that up. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't they didn't reshuffle that. They've Absolutely. reshuffled that. Nick Bosa is still the one constant there. Um and he's a pretty darn good constant. Uh, Absolutely. Number three for me is Nick Bosa. And then number two, Arthur Motes. It's Miles Garrett. All right. 
listen, I'm same thing as Motsi. You could call me a homer, you know, but Miles Garrett was two on, or one on this list last year. TJ was two. I expect for the next few years those guys will continue to go back and They'll forth. They'll be flipping back and forth, absolutely. And I do realize there's nuance to the nature of the positions that you that you rightly so pointed out. There is a difference between being an edge rusher in a 3-4 and being a traditional, you know, hand-in-the-dirt defensive end in a 4-3. All these things that we can discuss. But at the end of the day, T.J. Watt's the one who tied Michael Strahan's single-season NFL sack record. And T.J. Watt's the one with the belt around his waist as defensive player of the year. So, Miles, while I think the, 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 the top three belong in a tier together, Bosa, Miles mm-hmm. Garrett, and T. I think those three are, are are not a massive gap, but I think those three are the clear cut elite three. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go Bosa two or Bosa three. Pardon me, Miles Garrett two, and I'm I'm sure everybody can imagine who we have for number one. Sounds about right to me, man. Uh, it's Dan- it's Daniel right. Hunter, number one on our list. All right, that sounds about right, man. You know, no, man. But for me, man, yeah, T.J. Watt, like he's the rated defense player of the year. Yeah. Regardless of your thoughts on him, regardless of your feelings on him, there can't be a list that includes the reigning depot and he not be number one on that list. I think it's that like, simple. Like that's that's it's that simple to me, man. Like I don't care about any argument. I don't care about oh man, it should have been Miles. It should have been this. like save it, <laughs> save it. Somebody's going to listen. I'm not even listening. He is the reigning defense player of the year. <laughs> you don't just get that. There are not a lot of players that have ever gotten one of those or even received consideration for one of those that's why i was so high on michael parsons even being in that conversation Mm -hmm. as a rookie but yeah it's tj watt man this dude has built this up for how many years now he's been pushing to tie in the record he's been pushing to winning a defense player of the year award been snubbed in our eyes before as pertains to this award so for him to finally push through and acquire that award man and in the fashion that he did it while missing games I mean, I know we're going to sit here and because we're in Pittsburgh, we projected and we'll say, hey, man, he could do it even more. But regardless of what we think he can or cannot do, at the end of the day, the facts are that he tied the sack record and played in less games. So with that also being added to his jacket of success, <laughs> I mean, how could I not have him at number one? And you're doing it under a year where you didn't participate in the offseason workouts we know that he was there but he wasn't working out he was doing the whole day but you still go out there and ball like that we knew this is the first time he was going to have the expectations of being the 30 million dollar man right the highest paid defensive player in the nfl and all the things that come along with that and he still was able to go out there whip all that pressure and still take over i mean we can directly point to his impact in games and say hey you know what we don't get out the stadium without this guy right here that's the reason mm-hmm. why. And then just to add insult to injury, I mean, he was my teammate. So, you know, I'm definitely going to throw my teammate yeah. out there at number one. Ha, there we ha, go. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Listen, you could call us biased. You could call us homers. But, you know, 50, 50 of the top uh, level people across the league agree with us. He's wearing the belt. He's, he's tied the single season record. It's TJ's time. There are some other fantastic players on this list, without a doubt. But T.J. Watt, number one on our lists, number one in our hearts.
We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break here. You know, uh, again, while we're not doing this one with live reaction, if you think we missed somebody, if we're wrong on someone, if someone's too high, if someone's too low, you know where to get at us on Twitter. When we come back here for our final segment of the Blitz on a Monday, we'll be joined by our buddy Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast and Steelers Now. We'll get his thoughts on Akershire Stadium and some of these uh, these outside linebacker edge rusher conversations as well. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, one more segment to go. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 